Hey, everybody, and welcome uh, to a conversation with Kurt Sasso. Kurt, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good, Bob. You know, this is, uh, I, I love the setup. I, this is very colorful. This is the most colorful show I've been on right now. So I, I think this is amazing. Well, uh, well you have a lot of red uh, <laughs> on yours, but that's okay. Yeah, Perfectly branding. fine. Red on red on red was a little white and a little black, but uh, yeah. just for the people listening, uh, you know, because we, we put it out both ways. So you can be watching us or you can just be listening. So a lot of red from Kurt. Uh, Two Geeks Talking is his uh, show. I'm going to put this uh, YouTube thing up here, uh, youtube.com slash TGT Media. And you can go uh, see his shows and so forth. Now, Kurt, I don't really know that much about you. We came uh, kind of came upon each other, I think, via Facebook podcast guest thing. Is yeah. that is it? Is my memory serving me correctly? Yeah. yeah. No, you're you're right. Yeah, it's a group I just joined more recently. I've been in podcasting and doing this two geeks talking show for over 15 years now since since 2008 and. I joined this this podcasting group and I was like, you know what? I, I haven't been on the other side of the microphone in so long. Let's let's do that new goal for 2024 and get on as many podcasts as I can to promote the show and kind of refresh my memory as to how to answer questions rather than ask them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, right off the bat, right? So uh, 2008, I mean, yeah. you're considered because uh, now they keep, you know, I keep reading 2.5 million podcasts or something wow. idiotic like that. <laughs> um, and the, you know, between the birth uh, around 2004, we've had a couple of highlights around 2005, 2011. And then now to 2020 on, uh, I would say it's kind of been the uh, uh, peaks on the bell uh, curve, as it were, for podcasting. So 2008, you jump in. I mean, why? Well, it, it was a couple of reasons. I was originally helping a friend with uh, a web webcomics.com, which was at the, before Brad Geiger took over webcomics.com for his amazing show and his amazing content for helping comic creators uh, on on the on that side of the table. It was originally a webcomics database, which was a, a list of literally thousands upon tens of thousands of web comics from the time from as early on as 1998 to uh, when we started the show and so phil who was the the owner of webcomics.com he was working on that i was helping out and i said you know what we have all this content we have all these amazing talented web comic creators we should really do a podcast mm -hmm. and he's like go ahead <laughs> so <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So I had no knowledge of the technology. I had no knowledge of how like, you do it. You do it, Kurt. <laughs> well, the, the, the great thing about it is Phil is an amazing guy. He does web design and all the other stuff. And so he kind of was the main host, even though we were co-host, he was like the, the main face of the show for, for the first 60 episodes, because I say to everyone, I'm an introverted extrovert now, but back then in 2008, I was a, a massive introvert. So I wasn't really, mm -hmm talking i was doing more color commentary and things like that and barely asking any questions and so episode 61 rolls around phil had to go about life i continued on with the show in in 2008 and these weren't short shows by any stretch of the imagination these were two hour plus long interviews like conversations these were diving deep into their creative process and these people, I mean, the questions weren't as good and the audio quality is brutal because 96 Hertz, 96 Hertz for podcast audio is not great quality. <laughs> yeah. So long story short, you know, I, by the first year we had over 200 interviews by the second year, we were into the 400 interview range by about, 2010 i started actually going to comic conventions which i know is ironic for a geek but i went to chicago c2e2 and i literally brought a video camera brought an audio recorder and i started interviewing people from a video side of things and that was just something new that was not really being done in that space especially with youtube being as new as it was because back right. then and people don't realize this that youtube was new <laughs> right yeah. yeah 2005 i think was youtube's incarnation and 
And but most people weren't even involved in it until later than that. So yeah. 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 It's amazing how much technology has changed, how fast it has changed, and how it's going to continue to change long after we're in the ground. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. And it's changed quickly. So now you're not from Chicago, I'm assuming. I think uh from what my my very mild research, because I don't do a terrible amount of research before I do these, I kind of like to learn as we talk. <laughs> But you're not from Chicago, are you? No, I'm Canadian. I was born and raised in Windsor, Ontario, and uh, I'm still here. <laughs> so, well, there you go. so uh, my my accent may occasionally come through, but I, I because we are so in, in ingrated, ingrated with um, integrated with the don't U.S. Say, don't say Canadians are ingrates. That probably no, no, oh, gosh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to turn on my citizenship there. Yeah, that's so, right. I mean, uh, the um, because we're so integrated with the U.S. media because of Detroit, Michigan being across the river from us, uh, our accents kind of merge and blend compared to, say, like the East Coast and, you know, the West Coast. So, yeah, you guys just sound like you've had uh, more Canadian club than the Detroit. <laughs> our ginger ale is still better. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, but that's interesting. So you go, you went to, to cons, basically, and were uh, seeking content. Yeah, it was something where it was new. It was something different because by the time 2010 rolled around, we were already into the 600 episode range and but still in the two hour conversation period as well, too. It wasn't until about 2010, 2011. It was just too much, too much to edit, too much to break down, too much to schedule for. A lot of people didn't have a lot of time. So mm -hmm. I started focusing more on the hour long format 45 hour long format for uh, video and audio so i was using skype for a long time i was using TalkShoe as a host for the audio side of things until they deleted my archive in 2016. Uh, luckily i had everything backed up i'm still a little sour about that just because <laughs> yeah TalkShoe just kind of folded real quick didn't it no, it's still around. It's just it got bought out by by Blueberry in 2012. It's just oh, their, okay. their support itself had just really gone down, and that, so I've I've Podbean as my house now, and I'm slowly re-uploading the the archive and the old stuff and the old content uh, mm -hmm. that's not behind a paywall currently, and kind of going from there. So, 2010, 2011, 2012. I, I was at Chicago for the first four years of that convention. It's still ongoing, by the way. Uh, Fan Expo Canada in Toronto is kind of my, uh, is uh, another uh, convention I go to, which is the largest Canadian convention and third largest in North America. Over 400,000 people a day, I think, for the four-day convention. Wow. Uh, um, and then Windsor, locally, we have, uh, we've had various common conventions as well, too. Not as spectacular as, say, a fan expo or a motor city comic-con but still just as viable and just as amazing you know just to kind of see the local community as well as the stars that they bring in as well too so from a con convention standpoint i broke it down even further because they're not going to spend an hour talking to you so i've purposefully limited myself to a, a five maybe ten minutes at most uh, format for the show and mm -hmm. that seemed to be doing really well and even better nowadays since the attention span has gone down by the wayside <laughs> <laughs> you don't think anybody's going to pay attention to us for an hour is what you're saying Kurt? oh my goodness let's cut the, this off we're past our five minutes <laughs> the, the analytics definitely show that you have a 30 second to maybe a two minute range when it comes to their attention span at least for my content for yeah. yours i'm sure it's much longer <laughs> No, nah, you're you looked at the analytics. I, I I basically just go from the hip. So, <laughs> um, well, that's interesting. So now for these, um, so are you basically? I don't want. Are you kind of just catching people at the booth? I mean, how how are you? Yeah. How are you set up to do this? I mean, what's I, your running gun? Just just guerrilla yeah. style filmmaking. Literally, it is. Uh, I go to I'll, if I'm at a convention. Uh, sometimes I'll ask ahead of time on, on say, social media. I'll, I'll ask people, say, hey, I'm going to be at this convention on these days. If you want to schedule an interview, you know, it's only five minutes. Let's get something put together. Away we go. 90% of the time, though, I'm literally walking up to a table. Hey, do you have some time? Because I'm aware they're trying to sell. 
I'm aware that they're trying to make money at this convention. And Mm -hmm. so I don't want to take away from their sales as the last thing I want to do. So say the convention runs from Friday to Sunday, Saturdays are their busiest days usually. So I don't want to interfere with that. So I'll take a day off. I'll go to panels. I'll record that. I'll, you know, walk the the area, get some B-roll and and trying to get ideas and for content that I want to put that I want to post on the channel, maybe do a summary video, et cetera. I'm always constantly thinking of the visuals of what will do well and what will promote not only the interviews, but give me a little bit of breathing room, say if, you know, I have bad noise or something like that during a right, convention. Yeah. So, so, so then, um, I got, I, I, I jumped off into two other questions in my head <laughs> and I've, I've lost myself, but so, so you're kind of running and gunning, you're going out there. So as far as kit goes, right. So what, uh, in these noisy environments, what do you uh, end up using uh, microphone wise? Do you, do you, you know, stick a microphone on them? Do you just use a shotgun microphone? What's, what, what's your general, uh, the way you handle it? I, I use a, a Canon, Canon DSLR camera. I, I forget what, brand it is. I'm talking to a geek, so we got to talk about specs. You know, hey, I'm completely with you. I appreciate (laughs) the question. It is is near and dear to my heart, so thank you so much for that. Um, It's a Canon... I'd have to look it up, but it's it's an older model. It's like five, six, seven, eight years old, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's it still works. So yeah. I, I I like it. I have a, a single monopod that I, I set the camera on, and I originally had a Zoom H4 microphone that I upgraded to the H6, which does really well. So it's more of a I talk back and forth. You know, I okay. I ask so my you like do a handheld back and forth, and yeah, but you're doing it on a separate uh, device, so your audio is separate from your video. Yeah, it's recording separate from your video, so you're not doing. Uh, uh, even though probably your camera is recording audio, you're not yeah. really wanting to use that audio. Yeah, exactly. The 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 Canons or any DSLR camera is not meant for recording audio. That right. that is a given. But the quality of the video is really what I'm looking for, and especially right. in a tight format, especially if you're standing across from the table and you got people walking behind you and everything like that. You you need to be as mobile as as possible, and so. That's the least intrusive that I've come across. And I have a 50, a 50 mil and a 24 mil um, lens that I use. Mm-hmm. I kind of been using the 24 a lot more just because it gives me a little, little wider perspective and it's not as tight as the 50 and I can kind of move back and forth from it. So, yeah, and it's not, not too wide where people look funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, not quite as fisheye <laughs> as you may expect, but it's a, I think it's a 2.4 uh, f-stop uh, fixed and it does a great job especially if the lighting is not spectacular so right. very little noise beautiful quality um i, I love it I, you know it's it's great for that comp convention scene so then let's take it so then you've captured you're, you're capturing your audio on the zoom you're capturing your video with the canon uh that sounds terrible anyway the um but so then we put it all together uh whenever you're in the you're basically going to record a bunch of stuff over the course of these few days for this con, and then you got to bring it all back. So what do you have? Uh, have you streamlined your editing process or what's your, yeah. Uh, how's that work for you? Yeah. The, the editing process is really evolved. Um, it is very different from an audio perspective versus video. Like once you get into video, it is a, it's a whole new animal because, you're you're looking at start to finish. You're still looking for that story that the person's trying to tell as they're doing their their spot and in their interviews. If we're talking from a a common convention standpoint, interviews are are completely separate. Same editing process, but it's two different styles of editing, in my opinion. Um, I, I have my intro. My intro is always consistent. My intro is always the same. So I have. If it's audio, I have that already pre-recorded and kind of set off by the wayside. My introduction to the guest itself is usually a little more fluid, a little more tighter uh, once I, if I'm talking face-to-face like this. And then I go into the actual editing of the interview itself. Short form content, just five minute interviews are fairly easy to do because I'm only asking four or five questions and they're usually pretty consistent overall. I'll ask about what they're creating. I'll ask a couple of introspective questions, which is the stand, which is a hallmark of 
the show itself because I'm doing a documentary called Little Person Amongst Media Giants. So I'm, I've been collecting data from these questions and interviews from these questions for the past 12 or so years. You can dive into that later. <laughs> no, that's yeah. interesting. I was going to, I would, I, I won't do the follow-up yet. I'll try to keep it in my head. For a bit later. Fair, yeah. fair enough. Uh, so once you get it all edited down, I, I don't like dead air. I don't like ums and ahs and those filler words I, because I'm still thinking, yes, this is a video, but I'm going to extract it as a podcast or as uh, an audio soundbite of some kind. So I want it as clean as possible. And while it takes more time to do that editing, and it is a bit of a pain, uh, it can take hours to do both mm -hmm. from the video side and the audio side. Um, once you get your, your template down, once you get the format down, it becomes kind of second nature. Where are my questions? Did I ramble on on a question? Is the guests have long spaces of dead air? Cut all that down. So I, as I'm scrubbing through and as I'm going, you know, I'll, I'll cut my questions. I'll cut their answers. And that just allows me to just, okay, I can focus on one question, one answer at a time. I'll tighten it up as much as I can, move on to the next thing. And it's kind of just robotic and hitting all yeah. the points. So you just wait. AI is coming for you, Kurt. You won't have to do that much longer, I think. So. It's still not up to the standard that I even want. Plus, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to feed those algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> that is one giant drink you got there. I want to comment on that right now. I hope you. I hope that uh, is that coffee. What is that? Oh, that's coffee. Yeah, twenty six ounces. Holy of coffee. Moly. And um, just because I as didn't your know position, uh, Kurt, maybe you better cut back. <laughs> Time to get a new physician. I want a second. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to a cartoon cat. In the intro, <laughs> the um, so that's fascinating, though. So you've got a rhythm to it. You've got everything kind of laid out. It sounds like, um, and uh, but you talked about the time. So you're you're talking about it. You know, quite a bit of time, especially if you're talking about a con or something like that. I mean, this is going to be a lot of stuff hopefully for you whenever you do that so you're not wasting your time but so i mean is this all you do now or do you have like a another you know is this a side thing what's what's going on with you for that i, I well this i'm trying to make this a full-time thing um for for a long time i i've been in other industries i have a background in it for 20 years i've worked as a data analyst for a medical marijuana company for three years or so until they let me go because they were downsizing because the Marijuana. They had all their just, data. They're like, oh, yep, everybody likes to get high. We don't need you, Kurt. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah, though I won't mm -hmm. get into that detail. But um, <laughs> lo I've been in various industries. So that's that's paid for a lot of not only the conventions I've gone to, but that's also paid for my equipment. That's paid for everything I've done. Um, as of this year, I have uh, freelanced for the past year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. It's not going well. Let's put it that way. It is. Oh, come on, Kurt. Have, get some positivity to me here. Look, I'm going to lay it straight. It is. It is a tough. It is a tough industry to have a podcast mm -hmm. where everything everyone wants to be on for free, and yet you have the technical ability to do social media promotion, managing, editing, producing, interviewing, everything like that that I do have and that I've honed and fine tuned for the past fifteen plus years. Yeah, and you've got a system. I have a system. I have a system that is readily available. I have the reach and I have the ability and the know-how to make whoever decides to come on the show uh, that much better. And so as, as a freelancer, as a, as a host and a creator, while I love and I will always have free content and free slots available for those that need it, I have other paid services as well. And this is something I just started doing in the last couple of years because as much as I love doing free content, as much as I love helping the community that has been with me for all these years, I can't live on free. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. No, nobody can. That's right. And well, so, that's interesting. So you've done this obviously for quite some time. What, when do you think that shift happened where you're like saying, you know what, I need to make a, a, a change in my delivery here? What, what's your what's your what was your thought process through all that i'm broke i need money um well, no no i mean before you had to, before you committed oh sorry before i yeah yes i understand now um yeah, yeah. 
a, a couple of years ago, quite literally. I, I should have done this five, 10 years ago, to, to be perfectly honest. And I think it would have been well received in that respect. Um, I've done it where I did a test case in six months. Yeah, six months ago, I did a test case for X amount of dollars. Same process, same format that I'm doing now to see if there was interest. And there was, and that's great. So I kind of moved forward with that in the next step. And so, you know, this has been a wonderful experience because I've had a lot of people, not only in the community itself, but also outside of the community where I have a good friend that's done video editing and production mm -hmm. for feature films and everything like that saying, why are you doing this for free? You have the skills, you have the knowledge, you have the know-how you should be charging. Mm -hmm. And so I, I took that to heart and I, I moved forward with it. And I think it's, it's something that a lot more, content creators should be doing, especially on our side of the table, because it is a, a great service that people use constantly. And it's not just here and now, it is for future as well, because maybe a couple of years down the road, an interview will be picked up or a guest will be picked up for a major network or whatever. Well, now mm -hmm. you have older content that they can go back to and see their progression. You know, thinking about this ahead of time and thinking about the longevity of the show itself is kind of how I want to create this. Yes, it's a podcast, but it's also a business as well. And people don't understand that. And it's up, it's my fault for not really promoting it as such because I'm so interested in the guests that come on the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the fun part, right? So the fun part is talking to people and learning about things. Right. And, mm -hmm. and I mean, you're, you are the, for me now, the, the person with the largest cup of coffee I've ever talked to. <laughs> And um, so then, so you're trying to make this transition um, and uh, into that area. So then do you, I guess I'm trying to, so strategy wise, right? So uh, when you go into things like this, typically, you know, people make some kind of a business plan or what have you. And so have you, did you think about this strategically or were you like, hey, you know, I think I can do this. Let's just do it. Or you know, what, what was that? Um, Little, little of column a little of column b go ahead. um sorry uh, go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you oh, off oh, oh no sorry um sorry i, I thought your question it did my fault anyhow um i i think for me it was a little of column a little of column b i i i do have a plan of sorts let's start with that mm -hmm. but it comes down to let's work on this on a month-by-month -month basis rather than the long term is i want to be able to support myself with X amount of dollars per month. Mm -hmm. I know I'm not going to get X amount of dollars per month, but if I can get three or four people, at least initially in a single month, that's a start. And that's a slow build towards what exactly I, I want to do. And so eventually I want to get to the point where whatever I was making at my last job is what I want to make per year in mm -hmm. for the podcast. So say it was... $55,000 a year Canadian. I know that's like, I don't know. I can't do the conversion off the top of my head. That's I'm like sorry. 10 KUS or something like that. Anyhow, yeah. uh, no, it's, it's, it's about half. Anyhow, long story short, um, I, I want to make like as a round number, $55,000 a year mm -hmm. in the show. And so with the skill sets that I have, with the knowledge I have, I, I mean, I went to school for communication, media, and film while still doing the, to Geek Socking show for a four-year <laughs> double major program. And I was still constantly promoting and pushing in that respect as well, too. So, yes, I have a plan. My ultimate goal is X amount of dollars. If I can get four to ten people per month, whether they're the same people or whether they're completely different people, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's a great starting point, and that's really what I'm focusing on right here and now. Do you want to do... Um do you want to do editing and, and so forth uh, for other, other shows mostly, or do you want to do things like you mentioned the documentary? Do you want to do things like that more? To me, they're all one and the same. Um, I, I think if I'm doing editing full time, whether it's as a, as for a show or whether it's for a film or whether it's for whatever, I have this, I have the ability to do that. And I would love to do that. And I think that's, that's the ultimate goal as well for me too, because I know the podcast won't sustain what I need to do. I know video editing is where 
we need to go or where I need to go for a business. And that same person that, that is, has been mentoring me since I was in university has been doing this for 40 plus years in video production and video editing, as well as audio edit engineering as well. So it is possible to have that as my main job. It's mm-hmm. a matter of just pushing forward, finding the people, showcasing what I can do and, and moving forward with that as well. So, yeah, I, I want to do everything I, I can and I want to be the best that I can with what I have. I just have to get my name out there and continue to get it out there, whether it's with short content for comic creators or whether it's with a longer format in the, in the industry, whether it's TV or film. Have you thought about, so you, you go to these cons and you've gone to, to several with, you know, repeatedly. Have you thought about uh, talking to them about creating content for the con and then, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, paid for that? Because I mean, I'm sure they, they I'm sure they want that. I, the interesting thing about production uh, over the last few years, sorry, I'm going to expound upon this while you get a drink of coffee, and uh, is that we... <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't, I'm not exactly sure how old you are, but uh, I'm 44. Okay, so you're you're not very you're not very old, Kurt. <laughs> so, but uh, you probably remember America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, yeah. And we've become a nation of America's Funniest Home Videos creators, right? So, whenever I've been involved in production uh, myself in various stages, and my uh, mentors, as you were, and my my professors would say, I don't want to see America's Funniest Home Videos, right? But over time, that's what it is. Isn't yeah. that, would you would you th- agree a little bit? A hundred percent. And it's got even worse. <laughs> yeah, it's got even worse. I, I, sorry, let, let me rephrase. It's not that it's worse. It's just that you see the gurus, you see the content creators, you see the the people that are currently famous from, from Mr. Beast to Gary Vee to everything like that. Mm-hmm. And they're great. Don't get me wrong. They are amazing. The production value is top notch. They have great knowledge that people can learn from and people can see. Then you get the other side of the table where you, you see TikTok, you see that type of content. You look at the Instagram reels, you look at the, the Facebook reels, you look at the shorts of, of YouTube. And if you're in a long format content, if you're a long format content creator, it is very difficult from an interview standpoint to get the proper sound bites to, to make a, an interesting story unless you actively ask the question to create said short content. Right. Yeah, so, no, it, it's interesting. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. But it's time consuming. That's the problem. It is very time consuming to filter down the questions, get the answers. And then are you going to take the time to do a two shot where where the host and the guests mm-hmm. are, are on top of each other and then kind of doing the, the subtitles in the middle? Or are you going to do B-roll while the person is talking? Are you going to create a, a one minute from a three minute clip? Uh, are you going to go even less than that now? Like right. the format and the algorithm has changed so much. You know, can your attention span withstand 30 seconds? Is that too long nowadays? Who knows? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. It, 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 it boggles the mind. Um, uh, you know, kind of what you're, you're seeing and, and what breaks through um, in current times. So it's, it's interesting what people find interesting and it doesn't always coincide with quality and or effort. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, that's what that's what's uh, over the years has been surprising to me because if you study as you have uh you know quality and effort are paramount but out in the wild quality and effort are sometimes not part of the equation. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, look, you're you're dead on. You are 100 percent on. I have I have no no notes, no rebuttal, no nothing like that. It is you are, you're spot on completely. It's just. Well, what, my my question would be, how do you compete with that? That's the hard part, right? 
a phrase I've been saying more recently is we are one out of five to 8 billion people in the world screaming into the void of the masses trying to get our message across in some way, shape or form. Do we, do we do that? Who knows, but we keep doing it. We keep creating, we keep putting out the content we put out because it either speaks to us or it will speak to someone that gets to watch it, whether it becomes popular or not, or whether you can become viral or not, shouldn't be the focus. Like tell the story you want to tell and, and get the content out there. If it helps even just one person, you've done your job. You know, you're, you're not going to make the money on it. You're, you're, going to make someone's life better hopefully with the content you create and that's kind of been my focus for 15 years like the people that come on the show are either indie creators in comics tv film music or video games or the professionals in their various industries and they are amazing because they are taking the time to come on this platform that i've created for 15 plus years and and talk go behind the scenes, go in depth into their own stories and their own personal struggles and their successes and tell, you know, why they went through these things to get their message across, to, to sell whatever product they have to sell, to showcase the talents that they all have. They just don't have the time to actually put it out there. And I'm glad that at least I've given them that capability in some way, shape or form. And, and the focus is always on the guest. It's never on me. So it's, uh, I, I do what I can. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic. So then, so I think going, you know, right now what happens is there's a lot of niche kind of things. And I, and, um, would you, would you say that you're, I mean, you you just, you know, kind of rattled off your things there. I mean, that niche has gotten so much bigger now than it was 15 years ago. So yeah. is it still a niche? I mean, that would be my question. A- anything is a niche to be, to be fair. It is literally, what are you interested in? That is your niche. I, I like entertainment. I like the fact that I get to talk to various industries because I wouldn't have done these other industries if I didn't get originally burnt out with the web comic scene because I had interviewed literally everyone. So, <laughs> so I needed to change a face. I needed to branch out and, and talking at the comic conventions made me understand, okay, well, I can talk to actors and actresses. I can talk to directors. Mm-hmm. I can talk to publishers or publicists. I can talk to, you know, what, what is the, the popular TV shows or whatever that's currently, you know, at whatever convention I was at. Um, mm-hmm. Walk Artist Alley. If you ever get a chance, go to a comic convention and walk, walk Artist Alley. See the difference from a person that's first starting and look at them a couple of years later, if you go to the same convention and, and mm-hmm. see how they progress, you know, everyone is evolving their, their skill sets and their standards. But if you get to talk with them, if you get to see why they're doing what they're doing, you know, it's just, it, it's amazing. Like we're, we're a creative race. We just need to, you know, just yell to the void a little louder. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're speaking of uh, uh, artists and so forth, and television specifically. So I, I have uh, I'm I'm in the states. So I don't okay. know if I told you I'm in St. Louis, uh, oh, Missouri, man. which is uh, not too far away as a crow flies uh, from where you're at. But uh, uh, so what would you say now? Talking Canadian television because mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Canadian television. Oh, okay. If you had, and it's not it's not. Uh, you know, broad like American television. Canadian <laughs> television is a little bit more narrow. What is your favorite Canadian television produced show? Ooh, that is tough. You can have more than one if you don't want to pick favorites. I'm fine with that. Well, I, I grew up in the 80s, so 80s, 80s Canadian television is vastly different than what it is today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so my my. Some of my top three shows that I, I love, and there's, I, I could spend an hour just talking. No about particular television. order. No particular order, obviously. SCTV, which a lot of people don't realize is Canadian. Yeah. So SCTV was uh, a, an amazing um, comedy show with John Candy, um, Rick, uh, not Rick Moranis. He was on there. 
Oh, okay. So yeah, John Kenny, Rick, Joe Rick, Flaherty, Rick Mass, Joe Flaherty, who I met at a buffet in a Toronto hotel uh, <laughs> in 1998. I said, I loved his work. And he goes, you know who I am? I said, yeah, you're, you're an amazing on SCTV. He goes, well, people remember me from Happy Gilmore, but I know. I went to from FCTV. You're amazing. So he signed a napkin for me, which was awesome. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, Catherine O'Hare was on there as well, too. Yeah. Uh, so a, a great show. Great, great basis for Canadian comedy. Obviously, Homebrew or um, Strange Brew is right. another one. A great film. And mm-hmm. I decided on a live sketch. Kids in the Hall. I'd be remiss if I, if I didn't oh mention gosh, that. Show. I mean, just, just the... If you want to take Canadian television and push it to its next level, that is that was kind of the epitome of, of Canadian television for yeah. comedy. I uh, forgot to tell you, Kurt, somebody's going to get $1,000. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> if you so, remember that skit anyway. You know. I, I just remember the crush, crush your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crushing your head. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, and then moving on, we – a little more recent. I mean, we have Shit's Creek. We have yeah. uh, Kim's Convenience is still a, an amazing show as well, too. Oh, yeah. um, I, I just had another one that was earlier, but there's there's just a lot of comedy. I, I love comedy. I loved what they were creating. I mean, Beachcombers, if, if we want to go really old school on that's, that. Yeah, that that's yeah, old school. <laughs> Which the restaurant is still around, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Just to let everyone know. The uh, funny thing is I just rewatched all of SCTV um, on YouTube. There's not the original. Um, well, actually, the it, it was the syndicated version of SCTV. So it's all half hour pieces. Uh, so SCTV Network 90 is broken into half hours and, and so forth. You can watch it all on YouTube. Uh, oh, probably Red, not legally, but, you know. Red Green I mean, Show is well, the other one. What's that? The Red Green show is the other one. Oh, yeah, Red Green. Goodness gracious. I've watched all these shows. But, yeah, SCTV I went back to because I I thought I I watched that when I was young as well. And uh, in the uh, NBC version mostly, but every every once in a while they would play uh, the syndicated version in uh, different places. um, And I catch it, um, (laughs) the old ones with uh, Harold Ramis. And uh, uh, so I rewatched it all. So, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I love uh, every one of those shows you mentioned are fantastic. I will tell you a show that I always put a plug in for when I talk to people about Canadian television, and that's Corner Gas. Oh yeah, uh, which I believe is the perfect sitcom. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people don't agree with me, and that's fine. But everybody likes to say Seinfeld. No, Corner mm-hmm. Gas is the. If you had to do a masterclass on sitcoms, Corner Gas would be it. If you ask me. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Letter Kenny is another one. I think more recently, that's, that's Letter Kenny's seen. good, but they curse so much that uh, it's hard for people. It can be, yeah, and especially <laughs> when, when they they almost go full Canadian on it, it's a little too much even for us Canadians. So, <laughs> or like uh, Trailer Park Boys, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah that that was a whole other avenue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So. Um, that's fantastic. And it's, it's so nice. Uh, the, the funny thing, I asked that question to other folks from Canada and they can't hardly name any of those, which is funny to me. Turn in your, turn your citizens and your Tim, Tim Hortons card there. Eh? And just uh, right. back down to the States there. <laughs> I'm like, I shouldn't be knowing more of these shows than you, to be honest. Cause I'm, I've only been there uh, twice, I guess. <laughs> I've been it twice. So no, it's fantastic. So, um, uh, so you you've been able to to talk to these folks and and you're not exclusively Canadian content though I'm assuming right no no I, I it would be it would be hard to no, I shouldn't say that there there's a lot of great talent on this side of the border and and across but I, I I've done this internationally I've had interviews from the the Philippines with Dr Carlos S San Juan who is a very talented doctor as well as comic creator like an actual doctor um just have to specify that <laughs> so yeah. I, i've had europe germany i i'm trying to think how far east i've gone philippines for sure germany for sure britain many times england uk uh, ireland all that um probably india once or twice yeah i, I you know the show's international i mean it's available 
through podcasting. It's available on YouTube. Uh, it's available on all social media platforms, whether they're good or bad. And it, <laughs> is that a comment know, about X? Come on. You mean Twitter? I will never call or whatever, it. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's available everywhere. If you know YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash TGT Media. Oh, it's on the screen. It's, it's available for everyone to watch and and be part of. And yeah, it, there's so much talent. Like especially in, in the Philippines. Uh, we know the artists and we know about the talent that is in that area because if you look at the mangas, if you look at the cartoons that are generated out of the, the Southeast Asia corridor there, it's incredible. I mean, they have such amazing talent, but so does North America, so does all over the world. You find a style that you enjoy and that you'll read continuously and you know, if they happen to be a guest on your show, so be it. If they happen to be someone you read and support in some way, shape, or form, even better. So if you had to say, okay, here's my top uh, three interviews with, with folks over the last 15 years, who, who might be on that list? We won't tell you, make you pick a number one, but <laughs> just give me a couple. Biff Naked, Canadian rock legend. Uh, I had her on the show a couple of years back, and it was amazing because... Uh, that was just a shot in the dark in terms of sending an email to uh, her publicist. Mm -hmm. It just, just worked out. I, I wasn't expecting it. I was like, Hey, let's, let's cast the line. Here we go. She was amazing. We, we chatted for a, a quick half hour and you know, she went about her way and talked about her new albums and things like that. That was really well done. I had a, a very brief, but extended, uh, interview with Jason Muse at Fan Expo Canada one year, who, is, of mm -hmm. course, is as Jay and Jay and Sal and Bob, as well as he was in. Um, how, long ago, how long ago was this for Jason Muse? Uh, 2017, 18, something okay. like that. Oh, so you got sober Jason Muse. That's good. <laughs> what? Did he accidentally fall off again? Well, no, no, he's he's been good for a while, but oh, okay. prior to that, he wasn't so good. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I I got I got got the sober Jason music, and he was a wonderful person to chat with. I've been fortunate enough to do some roundtable sessions with uh, the cast of, say, Defiance and Lost Girl many times as well. And these are all shows that are no longer on the air, but. Uh, Defiance was Defiance uh, Missouri, wasn't it? That was yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, I watched a bit of that. Yeah, I got yeah, all. I got to interview all of those amazing. There actors. is a Defiance Missouri, actually. So, oh, there um, is. is it, yeah, is there it really me? is. Yeah, I, I don't think it didn't look anything like in the show, but you know. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know the landscape of, of Missouri <laughs> and St. Louis, so I'm not going to comment on yeah, that. Yeah, I live near. I live in St. Louis, so yeah, not too far. So, is the arch as impressive as everyone says? No, it's it's no. <laughs> I mean, it's fun to go up once, but that's about it. It's the same with the CN Tower. Yeah. You go up, you know, go walk around for an afternoon, get some food, whatever. Awesome. Yeah, no. Um, so the third one, yeah, any roundtable session, I've been fortunate to have multiple people interview in that respect. Roundtable round sessions, so this is ones that you're catching at the con or is this ones that you set up uh, yourself? Those are ones I get fortunate enough to be invited to at the conventions. So okay. they're publicists or, or I, I put my name into a hat. So to put my name to a hat, they pick my name and I get quick interviews with along with six other people. It's very intimate. Oh, so you're doing, <laughs> you're doing the uh, interview roulette or whatever, where yeah, you jump right, in and get right two minutes and yeah, these poor people are sitting there all day pounding uh, Dasani. Uh, <laughs> well, and then you hit them with an introspective question and they're like, I, I just got off set. Like, I don't have the brain capacity to answer. <laughs> this is a little too much. <laughs> can, you, can you just ask me about the weather or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's oh, your favorite fascinating. No. <laughs> so are you familiar? There's a guy, um, oh, I'm going to blank on his name now. He's from Australia. Um, and he does interviews with celebrities and his name is eluding me, of course, since I just popped in my head. Um, but anyway, he, he kind of is, he, he is the quintessential Australian, right? So okay. he's, you know, good day and all this kind of, uh, kind of stuff. He, he very much plays it up for the, for the show. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's somebody who does that in Canada, but 
Kurt. Maybe that could be you. <laughs> <laughs> the quintessential Canadian. Yeah. He goes, uh, let's talk about... Uh, <laughs> uh, if if I went full Canadian, if, if I happened to do that, uh, it would be interesting because because I'm so influenced with the States as it is just because of my location. Like if you really wanted me to go into like East coast, Nova Scotia, it's like, how's she going there? My trout. It's just me here with my Timmy's and my double double here. And we're just going <laughs> down to the dock and getting a nice bit of lobster on the Barbie. Uh, sorry. That's Australian. So yeah, you go to the Barbie. Yeah. So what do they call it there? They're going to call it the Barbie there. Don't you just, just a Barbie. Yeah. Just a yeah. pit and anything yeah. like that. Yeah. It's, you know, I would have to put up an act, a little bit of an act, not too much, but it would be interesting if I were to say rebrand the show and you know put on the toque and do all that stuff, go straight mm-hmm. through in that respect, and right and do all that. So maybe you know if I decide to do another show, we'll we'll go the full full yeah, on. Yeah, you get that, that giant cup of coffee. That alone <laughs> is its its own symbol. It's locally sourced as well. So yeah, anyway. there you go. See, it's fantastic. So obviously we've heard a little bit about where you want to go into the future and doing these uh, uh, content, um, kind of being the the gears in the background uh, to creating content. Um, you know, I, I if you were to, to project yourself five years into the future, right, where do you want to be in five years, you think, with all this? I know it's already been 15. Let's say 20. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think, well, I, I think one thing, if. I mean, if I know you sh- want to make money, but let's. Yeah. You know. let, let's, well, let's go positive aspect. Um, if I go 20, I might end the show at 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just comes down to if I'm still hungry to do the interviews, if I still want to do the drive. And as of right now, I think it's not going to change because there are so many people out there that I haven't talked to. I mean, right, there's yeah. someone that's always going to be creative. And, and if, if the show can support them in some way, shape, or form, then, then I'm going to do it. It's just, do I have the same drive in five years? Will I have the same energy that I'm putting into it currently to to help the masses and help these people promote themselves? I'd like to. I'd like to keep going as long as I can, as long as long as I'm physically able. Knock on whatever woods around and and go from that respect. But am I going to be happy still doing it? I have to look at myself as well too. Do I have the energy? Will I be able to keep going? And uh, as of right now, sure, I'll keep going. I'll go as long as I can. And then, who do you hope to get? Like, what, what would be your interview wise? Who is your you know what? Who, who's the white whale? You know who's Moby Dick in this uh, in your uh, well an Ahab situation? It, it was Stanley, but that ship's has sailed. Unfortunately, you can go to his grave and uh, wait for a response. I could, but it would be many, Not many quiet. hours of dead air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's okay. Um, I don't know. I I think anyone at this point. I, I would love. I have a list of maybe a hundred people. I think that I, I'm going to try to reach out to this year and I'll keep reaching out to mm-hmm. a lot of celebrities, obviously, because that's what drives traffic and that's what drives interest towards your shows. And, mm-hmm. and if I can get 15 minutes with these people, then great. If I can get more, even better, I will not say no to longer content. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so you know, Scarlett Johansson would be an interesting interview. I'd love to pick her brain as to why she did ghost in the shell when there was other capable actresses. Um, Oh yeah, they got a lot of back uh, backlash, backlash on that. that one. She's yeah. still she's still very talented. I think Florence Pugh would be amazing to talk to personally. Uh, Chalamet would be a nice one. Uh, I wouldn't mind picking Christopher Nolan's brain as a director, just because I he's done so many amazing films, mm-hmm. and he doesn't rely on director's cuts, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Unlike uh, say Oppenheimer, you've seen it. Haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't okay. had a chance to. But I look from the visuals I saw; it looked amazing. I think I won't, I won't spoil it, but a bomb goes off. <laughs> so it's not the bomb. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, <laughs> something, something happens in there. But yeah, um, his, his storytelling and his visuals, I think, are 
amazing and timeless from, no matter, from memento all the way to his his current works and beyond i think he has a, a, a great style oh yeah definitely one of the greats so uh last question for you here do you know who will sasso is <laughs> will sasso is so i and this is something i'm still looking into but i think he's like a third cousin once or twice removed so oh really i yeah. thought you were gonna say you don't know who he was but okay oh no no i <laughs> it's funny because i interviewed phil uh phil lamar the voice the talented mm -hmm. voice actor and of course co-host during his mad tv days and he asked me the same question and i'm like he's like a third cousin to me you know and uh so i would love to have him on the show i think that'd be hilarious i just, think it's a must it, yeah yeah i think thanks then i've just added another name to the list yeah put him on the uh, list I mean, well i I think he's enormously talented. Uh, oh yeah, and he doesn't. He gets short shrift, to be honest with you. Really? Um, on some of his parts, he's he's way more qualified than a lot of people. Yeah, um, I, I think, um, and his podcast is is fun to listen to as well too. I've I've just seen his shorts on on the YouTube, and I think he's he's very talented. Not only his voices, but he has a, a really cool mindset in terms of that. And Bert Krishner, I think, would be another one. He'd be hilarious to interview. <laughs> Just, I love the machine. I just the, the film was great, and the uh, oh, I have to watch sketch. it. I haven't watched it yet. It has Mark Hamill in it. Who, why, well, why wouldn't you watch yeah, it? <laughs> I know, but I had you know, Mark Hamill doesn't always put it over the top, you know. I mean, when you're the Joker, yeah. do you really need to put yourself over? Yeah. The top? Well, no one was, yeah, just because he was Luke Skywalker doesn't mean I'm gonna watch another movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, I want to thank you very much for spending some time with me today and answering my stupid questions. Oh. I um, am concerned about your coffee intake, but uh, <laughs> I think you'll have to deal with that. You got to, you have uh, what do they call that? Uh, you got healthcare built into your country, so you'll be okay. <laughs> well, right now, hey Bob, this was this is amazing. This is a fun interview. It was great to have these wonderful questions and. Honestly, I, I if you want me back on, feel free to invite oh, me anytime. Yeah. I'd love to talk more more Canadian content and and any questions you have. Well, yeah, thank and tell people. Uh, I mean, we've got it on the screen, uh, yeah. but if the people listening, where do they find you? Well, they I'll do my outro here. Uh, <clears throat> just give me a second. Well, that ends this particular episode of Two Geeks Talking. You can, you can, of course, find this interview and a thousand plus others, quite literally, on our website, tgtmedia.com or twogeekstalking.com. That's T-W-O. But website's going through a revamp. Go to our YouTube channel, which is a lot more updated. This is youtube.com forward slash tgtmedia. The podcast is back after 12 or so years. You can find that at twogeekstalking.podbean.com or just search two geeks talking wherever you get your podcasts and as i say every week everyone has a story to tell it's up to me to help bring that out thanks for listening and watching on two geeks talking thanks kurt we'll see you all next time